28th floor, rock and roll department. Well, what do you know? It's been 20 years since the Nisqually earthquake rumbled through Seattle and environs. To the millions of stories that were created that day, happy anniversary? I'm Jeff Hoyt. This is Hoytus Interruptus. Yeah, that was a good day for stories. Didn't start out that way, of course. It was just an ordinary Wednesday for Christy Calhoun. She and her mother-in-law were in a huge department store south of Seattle. There were savings to be had in the housewares department. Not much of a story unfolding there so far. Larry Collier's morning wasn't starting out all that interesting either. He was sitting in his cubicle, way up high in a Seattle office tower. His wife called, wanted him to pick up a couple things on his way home. Not exactly the makings of a page-turner. What Larry and Christy didn't know was that 32 miles beneath the Earth's crust, that pesky Juan de Fuca tectonic plate was really starting to piss off the North American plate. I mean, they'd basically been irritating each other for eons, so you can see how they'd get on each other's nerves. Granted, it was at less than the speed that your fingernails grow, but still, eons. So when the two plates slipped, as you can well imagine, our two previously boring stories suddenly got more interesting. For Christy, in the department store, she noticed that one of the columns which held the ceiling up was suddenly expanding and contracting, with pieces of plaster popping off the column like popcorn. And then what sounded like a bomb hit. The whole building lurched, the lights went out, and in pitch blackness, Christy and her mom grabbed hold of each other as pots and pans and sale-priced kitchenwares at prices that had never been this low fell off their shelves and crashed onto the floor. They were both quite certain they were about to die. Now here was a story, packed with tension and suspense and a particularly nasty protagonist in the form of, well, the Earth. At the Cube Farm, Larry Collier's conversation with his wife, who'd called from their home 30 miles to the south and much closer to the epicenter of what would later be called the Nisqually earthquake, well, their conversation came to a sudden end. Larry heard his wife say, It's an earthquake! followed by the line going dead. Larry told me later that he had this weird sensation of a seismic wave passing through his home 30 miles away and headed for his office, so he yelled out to the crowded room of cubicles, I think an earthquake's coming! Various faces popped up over the tops of their cubicle walls, all with this, What are you, some kind of earthquake-sniffing dog? look on their faces. And an instant later, they were grabbing their bouncing computer monitors, diving under desks, headed for doorways. Larry's story had taken a turn for the more interesting as well. His story suddenly had this town crier ignored by the villagers element going for it, with the hero redeemed in the final reel. After the shaking stopped, Larry was dubbed official staff seer and prophet. Me? Well, I rode out the earthquake in a subterranean recording studio in Seattle with two-foot-thick walls. We didn't quite get the action everyone else got, but for me, the most interesting part of my day came on the ferry ride home back to the island. On the ride in earlier that morning, it was just commuters sipping coffee, quietly reading their morning papers. Deadsville. The ride home was the loudest ferry ride of my life. Commuters still amped up on adrenaline were excitedly exchanging their what-I-was-doing-when-the-quake-hit stories. 
You didn't even have to hear the tale to appreciate it from a distance, because a good earthquake story is mostly told with the hands. I saw wavy gestures, jerky gestures, bouncing gestures. They rocked back and forth in their seats, grabbed the tables on the boat to signify holding on through the shaking. If I didn't know they were describing an earthquake, I'd think I'd stumbled upon a mass audition for a Klingon attack on an episode of Star Trek. The millions of tales that were born that day have probably grown taller with age. Close calls are now closer. Falling light fixtures are now bigger, heavier, and crash louder to the floor. That's one thing you can count on about a good story. It only gets better in the retelling. From an island in the upper left-hand corner of the lower 48, that's Hoytus Interruptus. I'm Jeff Hoyt. 